Reflections with Canon Philip Gray. May I speak in the name of the living God, who is Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. There is a principle in writing and literature that structuring things in threes can have a particular power or potency. Certainly having things in threes can help us to remember them. So stories like The Three Little Pigs or The Three Billy Goats Gruff or The Three Musketeers. Others too have sought to use the power of three to memorable effect. Remember Tony Blair speaking of education, education, education. Or the estate agent motto, location, location, location. This technique is called hendiatris. As a youngster, I played a great deal of chess. Chess is a game with three equally important but distinct phases. These are the opening, the middle game and the end game. Each of these stages of the game is unique and requires different skills and strategies for the player. To be a good chess player, each of these three stages needs to be mastered and understood for there are very particular ways of playing which are unique to each stage. So to explain very briefly, in the opening one needs to try and gain control of the centre of the board and move certain pieces into active and penetrating positions. This is a very active part of the game and speed is of the essence. The middle game can become more like an arm wrestle, where pace and speed of movement can slow as each player tries to exert their strategy or use positional and piece strength to gain an advantage over the other player. Finally, as pieces disappear from the board and space opens up, so the end game is about achieving checkmate or essentially overpowering your opponent. Here you are going for the kill, and this too takes very particular techniques. In the end game, pieces are often used in a very different way to how they've been used in the rest of the game. Today, of course, is the feast of St Mark, the Evangelist, and I've said many things about Mark's Gospel in recent times, particularly during Lent. So today I thought I would draw your attention to the way in which St Mark's Gospel uses this hendiatris, this power of the three. And it's a technique that Mark uses in many different ways in his Gospel. Firstly, to look at the Gospel as a whole. Like the example of chess, Mark's Gospel contains three equally important but distinct phases. The opening of Mark's Gospel is also rapid and pacey with continuous action. 
One way in which Mark imparts this sense of urgency is through using the historic present tense when telling the story of something which happened in the past. This is something, something sometimes older people particularly do when they're telling stories from their lives in the, from the past. An event may be being described which happened a long time ago, but suddenly the storyteller drops into the present tense to make it feel somehow more real and in the moment. So I says to her is a perfect example. At the beginning of Mark's Gospel, we are told in the past tense of John the Baptist arriving and Jesus' baptism, but then the Greek changes, and we are told that the Spirit immediately drives Jesus into the wilderness, and then the past tense returns. This is something usually used just occasionally by a speaker or a writer, to display that sense of urgency, but Mark does it 151 times in his 16 chapters. One writer describes this opening of Mark like violins scurrying around the initial section of a symphony as Jesus moves around Galilee, engaging in his ministry of healing and exorcism, proclaiming the kingdom of God. But the pace does then slow somewhat when Mark comes to his middle game. Here, from chapter 8, there is Simon Peter's famous confession of Jesus as the Messiah. He is now moving toward Jerusalem and the arm wrestle before the shadow of the cross lengthens. Finally, Mark's endgame is his description of the final week of Jesus' life, condensed into his fast-moving passion narrative as Jesus' opponents move in for the kill. The healings and the exorcisms have ceased and Jesus moves from speaking about the kingdom to his cross and his passion. As I said in the resurrection appearance or the final section of St Mark's Gospel chapter 8, it is a conundrum. Is it a stalemate or a checkmate? Another technique which Mark uses is what one might call the Markan sandwich. One story provides the filling between two pieces which surround it like the bread. So the perfect example of this comes in chapter 11 from verse 12. Jesus curses the barrenness of a fig tree and this story sandwiches Jesus cleansing the temple and so the outer story implies too that the temple is barren, fruitless and accursed like the fig tree. Mark uses three in repetition consistently and often does it to develop intensity, just so we don't miss the point. So in chapters 8, 9 and 10, we have three passion predictions. As my New Testament tutor described it, three tollings of a bell in the middle of the Gospel, and it tells with foreboding what is to come. In chapter 13, 
three times we are told to keep awake and to watch. And yet when we come to the Garden of Gethsemane, what do the disciples do? Jesus goes back to them three times to find them asleep in the garden, matching the warnings. Three times Jesus denies Peter, getting more vehement in his denial each time. Pilate questions the crowds three times as Jesus is tried. We're told by Mark of three separate hours on the cross, the third hour, the sixth hour and the ninth hour, all in patterns of threes. Every time Mark unravels, uses this threefold pattern, it's not a coincidence. Rather, it's part of his careful presentation, using pace and sequence as he tells of his gospel. St Mark is a gospel of pace and dynamism, and in it he uses the power of three. So next time you read or hear or listen to Mark, look out for those threes and hear and discern what St Mark is telling us. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's edition of the Daily Reflection Podcast. If you would like to listen to more episodes, they will be available on your usual podcast platform. Alternatively, all the podcasts and live streams, uh, services and reflections can be found on the St Margaret's Ilkley website, stmargaretsilkley.com.